Hi, I'm Alex. And I'm Lindsay. And we really like talking about true crime and drinking. On today's episode, we are going to start talking about Scott and Lacey and Connor Peterson. This case has a lot of twists and turns. Believe it or not, it is still debated about who actually committed the crime. It's a good one. So we decided to split it up into two episodes. So today, you're going to get a little introduction to the case, a little conversation about theories, and then we're going to dig in deep next episode. So listen up for the start of Scott Peterson. This is going to be good. So grab a drink, get comfy, and let's listen to Alex tell us about murder. Just dive in then. Yeah. Dive dive right into the booze. Yes. What are you drinking? I, so we got five guys burgers for dinner tonight. So good. <laughs> it was so good. I'm very, very full. <laughs> but there's a liquor store beside. And so mm-hmm. I enjoy going and finding new beers. Yeah. And so this one just stood out to me. It's strawberry and kiwi milkshake IPA from Russell Brewing Co., which I don't... sounds really good. Oh, and it smells like so much strawberry. Oh, it's from Surrey, BC. Oh, cool. And I've had other beers from them, and they're super, super good. Look for this big-ass R. You know it's a pretty well safe bet (laughs) good beer. That sounds like something I would drink, and I don't like beer. Yeah, no, it is. It's really good. And I mean, don't be scared off anything that has has milkshake IPA. It's not as hoppy or bitter. Oh, so just ignore that it says IPA and think about milkshake beer, which actually don't think about that because that doesn't sound good. (laughs) It's just good. It's just listen to strawberry and kiwi beer. (laughs) (laughs) But the description is Fuzzy little fruits with way too many seeds and arguably the most beloved berry of all time have the makings of a perfect IPA, question mark? At least we think so. A strawberry milkshake IPA fermented on strawberries, kiwis, vanilla, and milk sugar. What hell of a description. That sounds very good. It made me, the description made me think of the second cloudy with a chance of meatballs when they go <laughs> back to the island and there's the little strawberry that like follows yeah. them around. That's what it was. Yes. <laughs> I don't even know if I've seen that movie, but I can, I know exactly what you're talking about. So it's weird for yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. I highly recommend it's soup. It's sweet. It's really good. Yeah. And it smells like yeah, top notch. I should try it top-notch tasty smelling <laughs> yeah strawberry kiwi strawberry and kiwi milkshake ipa by russell brewing co sounds lovely what do you got going on mine i'm kind of boring i just because <laughs> i am i am ill so i just took like my nighttime cold tea basically so it's like lemon lemon juice like boiling water apple cider vinegar a shit ton of honey cinnamon sticks and like that's my tea normally and I just added a shot of rum to it (laughs) oh rum yeah nice I make pie rum magpie rum where's that from um by the same guy that does the love bird gin oh my mom texted me the other day and said hey what's that gin you were talking about (laughs) (laughs) 
It's oh, glorious. that's awesome. It's really good. When I'm, when I'm up there, I'm gonna have to find this guy, seek him out, knock on his door, and ask him <laughs> for some booze. Yes, I like this rum. I put it in all the things. In all the things. <laughs> when we went trick or treating with my toddler, me and Chase both had these. <laughs> that's these awesome. Mugs. Yeah. That's such a good idea. What are you drinking? Yeah. Tea. It's tea. Don't Just ask tea. questions. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a jacked up hot toddy. Exactly. Yeah. With apple cider vinegar. Does it taste good? Is yeah. it a tasty drink? Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Is it helping heal you? It's helping me not sound less like Donna from that 70s show. <laughs> so it's doing its job. <laughs> You do sound a little sick, but knowing how you yeah. feel versus how you sound, you sound better than you feel. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, that's important for a podcast, you know? It is. I can't <laughs> sound like a gremlin from the deep. Well, trying to tell well, people you, you can, you just have to like explain yourself and then let me yeah. tell the story, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is what we're doing here today, folks. And we're talking about Scott Peterson. I just about introduced him as the one, the only Scott Peterson, but I feel like that makes it sound like he's a good dude. And well, I mean, whether or not he's a good dude is up to your interpretation after episode (laughs) two of this two episode series. Spoiler. I'm excited for this one because it's so twisty. Well, so and I just, I, there's so many things and you did a deep dive. So I'm excited. Oh yeah. I was so fascinated like these ones fascinate me I don't understand and let me tell you why so for those of you who don't know about what happens here I'm going to give you cliff's notes before I give you deep dive because Scott Peterson was accused of killing his nearly eight months pregnant wife so what fascinates me about this Scott Peterson and Chris Watts is like where were the signs could yeah. anybody just like be murdered by their partner at the drop of the hat without any sort of signs, just poof gone. What type yeah. of a person like basically kills their whole family? How does that happen? It's just fascinating yeah. to me and has been like morbidly fascinating to me. So yeah. I went so deep into Chris Watts because that one just is, is still perplexing. I've watched all of the things and read all of the articles and I still, I don't know that I'll ever understand, which is probably a very good thing, but his I wish so, I could. His is so awful. Just like, Oh, for how, what he did to his children and like how yeah. he got rid of their bodies. Like no yeah. parent would do that. And then to accuse his Her. supposed to be like love of his life of yeah. the worst thing that a mother could do to their kid like fuck yeah. you dude yeah like, I don't understand yeah no it's so it's so crazy and awful to me and I just I don't yeah like what could make him do I don't know that. yeah that's a case for another time yes anyways so after all of this going deep into Chris Watts I like I kind of knew vaguely of the Scott Peterson story but not really yeah, yeah. And I don't even know. Oh, I think I was listening to an episode of the prosecutors like months ago. Yeah. yeah. And they did a whole series on, on Scott Peterson, which is really, really very good. Very, very yeah. good. Deep dive. Actually like number one out of everything that I saw, they looked at all of the evidence without bias, in my opinion, that I could, that I could tell. 
So that got me into it. So then I went deep dive into Scott Peterson because there's so much Mm -hmm. about this that I didn't know. Yeah. So without further ado, I'm going to tell you guys the things that I didn't know and now know. Yeah. Mostly you, Lindsay, because you're here with me now. (laughs) (laughs) So the cast of characters. So really, I'm just going to talk about the two big ones. Well, two, three big ones. So Scott Peterson was born on October 24th in 1972 in San Diego. He had four siblings. Um, So both of his parents had children from previous relationships, and he was the only child of his two parents. Oh, okay. His half-brother from his mom's previous relationship was six years Mm -hmm. older than him. And then he had three half-siblings from his father's previous marriage. So a sister that was 12 years older and two brothers, one 10 and one nine years older, like one 10 years older and one nine years older. Oh, okay. Interestingly, like when he was an adult, after he was already married, mm-hmm. he learned that he had two more siblings that had been put up for adoption. So his mom actually had two other children, mm-hmm. a brother oh. born in 63 and a sister born in 65. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is perplexing. So I was writing these notes sitting beside Joel on the couch. I literally like paused Stranger Things and I was like, get this, babe. (laughs) So because the brother that she kept, he would have been born in 66 because he was six years older than Scott and Scott was born in 72. Did so he would have been born in 66 from a previous relationship, but the two that were born before him were given up for adoption. Now, I don't know if that's the same relationship or, or what they, that was going to be your next question. Like, do those, so the two that, I mean, I don't know if you know, like the two that were given up for adoption. And then, so the three oldest, like, did they have, they, you don't know if they had the same dad or not? No. No, they didn't say. So I found that information out in an article where his parents were actually interviewed. Yeah. And his parents gave very little detail about that outside of the two children that were put up for adoption first reunited with each other and then went to Jackie is her name, his mom's name. Yeah. And then Jackie introduced those two to the rest of the children. Oh, okay. And apparently Scott just took it in stride and became very close with his long lost siblings. Yeah. Yeah. I would be curious to know. Yeah. What happened there? But the, so the oldest one that she, like the mom would have kept, he had a different dad than the other two. I don't know. Oh, okay. I mean, I would assume. Yeah. So, sorry, the mom kept the, so she had to, gave them both yeah, up for adoption, okay. had one, kept that oh, one. okay. Okay. And then had Scott with Oh, Scott's okay. Dad I thought Lee. she had yeah. more. Okay. Never yeah. mind. Sorry. Yeah. So she okay. had a total of four kids, the first two for adoption, then kept oh, one, okay. then Scott. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so the sister that she gave up for adoption was born in 65 and then the one that she kept was, would have been born likely in 66. Oh, okay. So it would be really, I don't know. It would be, I don't know. I don't know. People do things for all kinds of reasons. So I can't even guess, but it was just 
putting the years together was really interesting based on like who was kept and who was adopted. And it seems like the siblings were not adopted together because they first reunited. So had baby gave it up, had baby gave it up, had baby kept baby and then had Scott. That's Scott. Okay. Yeah. 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 Indeed. That is all of the siblings (laughs) as far as we know. (laughs) So Scott's dad was working for a trucking company or maybe owning a different company. I don't know. There's some kind of, there's some different information out there, but his mom definitely owned a dress shop called the put on. Okay. Which is so cute. That's such a cute. cute. I like that. So clever. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So this is a really interesting story too. And maybe this could provide some context to um, what was going on with Jackie with Scott's mom. So I'm going to go off into a separate crime here because I this was also, this was fascinating as well. So apparently Jackie's dad, so Scott's would-be grandpa yeah. was killed when Jackie was two and a half years old. Oh. He worked at a tire shop and on December 21st, 1945, like December is really bad for this family, but I yeah. keep that, keep that in mind. December 21st, 1945, when he was 36 years old, a mm-hmm. former employee that had been fired attacked him as he yeah. was leaving work and smashed his skull with a rusty pipe. Jesus. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. That's bananas. horrifying. It is. It's awful. After her dad died, her mom struggled with being a single parent. She, she had a couple siblings as well. I don't, I don't remember how many, Um, but it was, she wasn't an only child. So her mom struggled with being a single parent and she sent her kids to what was basically an orphanage. Oh, and so Jackie's mom visited her weekly at the orphanage, but couldn't was not allowed to visit more than that and her mom died when jackie was 18 oh that's sad that's a sad like story of all the things like upbringing and everything yeah totally like that that sucks that's super sad i don't have it in my notes but it was a couple of years after her dad died that her mom sent the kids to live at the orphanage. So like she tried for a while and you know that things were not good there for a while. If like before she made the call to send them to an orphanage, because I don't think that that's a decision that anybody could take lightly. No, no, not at all. Yeah. So things like, I don't know. I imagine things weren't good. And then obviously Mm -hmm. like you're going to have some shit when you grow up in what is essentially an orphanage. Yeah. So that could maybe be an indication or maybe some trauma from that could have led to the adoptions or, you know, helped her come to that decision or you you never know. Mm -hmm. Her mom gave her up. And so Jackie didn't want to be put in that position with her own kids. So she decided to have them adopted. Like it could be anything coming from that. Right. But maybe that could be a key as to why those yeah. two first siblings of his were um given up for adoption yeah yeah sucks that's crazy. sad that's crazy yeah. i didn't know any of that i know crime within a crime yeah totally wild <laughs> 
So back to Scott. So the family said they joked about it. They basically said that Scott didn't start walking until after he was one year, one years, one year old. (laughs) Yeah. One year. It's not plural. It's a single year. (laughs) One year old. Um, Because there was always somebody carrying him around. Like his feet didn't touch (laughs) the floor. They basically said. Yeah. He would, he spent a lot of time with his mom at the dress shop. Um, and he just, he was, it was always around people and his siblings were older than him. Right. So he was like this like fun, basically toy to kids, right. That they could play with and snuggle and all the things. Yeah. He was described as being actually a really, really good kid. Like there's nobody in any articles that he, the worst he was described as was cocky as Mm -hmm. a young adult. Yeah. But as a kid, he sounded really responsible. He was crossing guard. So was Uh. I, (laughs) (laughs) I think he was in Cubs. Like he was Cub Scout. He might've been a leader of Cubs. Just like super well-rounded. Yeah. Involved in a lot of different things. No, not at all. To come. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I mean, he, all of his teachers described him with really, really positive, really positively, I should say, um, he was actually suggested that he should be a crossing guard because he was recognized as being a really responsible kid. So everybody described him really, really well. Yeah. His dad also made it a priority for all of his kids to be very active and involved in activities. Yeah. He wanted them to spend time together and he figured if they all like doing the same stuff, they would. (laughs) (laughs) So he made sure that they all learned how to, and this is like quintessential stereotypical dad. Okay. So he decided that he wanted all of his kids to learn how to golf, fish and hunt. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Like this is a California family. So I don't, that makes more sense for like Alberta. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Texas or like other stereotypical states like that but no this california dad golf fish and hunt <laughs> <laughs> that's super funny yeah hilarious and uh, but it worked at least with scott yeah. i don't know how if it stuck with the other siblings but scott was all about golfing all about it um he started going to the driving range with the rest of his family when he was only five years old I read a story about his dad taking a wooden driver, mm-hmm. which would be like super heavy, a terrible golf yeah. club. But anyways, and actually cutting it down so that this little five-year-old <laughs> could have a golf club when they go to the driving range. That's really cute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he started actually golfing the course when he was seven years old. He just was loved golf, loved it. Yeah. It's probably not a big surprise that he started working at golf courses. Yeah. So he worked at the Rancho Santa Fe was one of them that he worked at. I think he worked at a couple of other ones as well as he got older. Yeah. Um, But he started there when he was around 13 or 14 and he would trade his time working, like picking up balls and filling up the golf carts with gas and everything. He would trade his time for lessons and the ability to go play on the course. Oh, okay. So he's just super into it. Yeah. Yeah. He 
out started out playing his dad when he was 14 and he was consistently hitting par when he was 16 years old. So wow. For, yeah. He played on his school's varsity ball team, <laughs> varsity golf team and was named most valuable player twice. Supposedly, this is weird. So he he told his teammates, I think, yeah. that he got a golf scholarship to Arizona State University. Oh. Um, but his dad later said, like ASU said that he was never on any roster, so he never actually played there for oh. them. And his dad said that what really happened was that they said to him that he could be a walk-on and try out and scholarships may be available if he was good enough. Oh, okay. Yeah. But he, he never ended up playing. So I don't know if he tried yeah. out or what happened there. Yeah. He did though, go to ASU for a year and oh, okay. then he went to Cuesta college, C-U-E-S-T-A to college in San Luis Obispo, which do you remember this from our Patreon episode, San Luis Obispo? It's like friggin' this is (laughs) guys. I feel like a lot of murder happens there. I do too. Cause I've like, I've heard it in some other podcasts when like that happened in California, like what they're telling a murder story that happened in California. And that place is always like in the story somehow, whether it's like the killer flees to there or something it's like the something mer- like Bermuda that. triangle of murder. I think so. <laughs> I think it must be, I'm sorry if you live there, but like for real, <laughs> where was the night stalker? Was he there? Probably. I don't know, man. I have three ex, ex- what the fuck my words. Sorry. <laughs> three exclamation marks. Yes, only three. I should probably have more after it because I <laughs> felt strongly about it as I was typing it out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, back to the story. Um, he did play on that golf team, though, Cuesta College or however it is that okay. you say it. Cuesta. Cuesta. It makes sense. It sounds like it yeah. looks like it would read that way. He played on that golf team for two years and he, during that time, moved into basically what was a bachelor pad with his friends from the golf team the bachelor pad yeah he's living his best life the golf i guess they set up turf on the roof and would golf off the roof of this apartment yeah total bros they're golf bros makes me think of like the mini golf course from one tree hill (sighs) they had on the roof i should rewatch this show yeah i might mix that into stranger things (laughs) i just finished stranger Mm -hmm. things now so i can mix it in with that just straight up (laughs) do it anyways back to scott um scott uh transferred to california polytechnic state university or college i think it's university but it's referenced as college later Mm -hmm. cal poly is what they call it so it doesn't matter if it's university or college (laughs) (laughs) he majored in agricultural business there cool that is the background of Scott Peterson. So there's a lot of background of him. Yeah. Surprisingly little background of Lacey Peterson. It was hard to find anything out about her. And really everywhere that I would look for Scott Peterson, there was kind of different details or different pieces yeah. of the story. But for Lacey, there's really only the same pieces of the story. So I, yeah. I don't have a ton on her, but she was born Lacey Denise Roca on May 4th, 1975. 
Yeah. So she's three years younger than Scott. Okay. Well, two and a half. She spent her super, super, super early life on a dairy farm. Yeah. Her parents ran it. Um, but when they divorced, she moved to Modesto, California with her mom and brother. Okay. And as evidence of how little I know of and could find about Lacey Peterson, I know that she has at least one stepsister because the stepsister comes up later in the story, but I don't know how many siblings there are total. Um, I know that her mom remarries and the stepdad basically raises Lacey. Um, but I, I don't outside of that family structure, as far as family structure goes, I don't know too much. She did forever love the outdoors though. I mean, she was out in the dairy farm, and then when they moved, she was always gardening with her mom. She, okay, everything she had to have plants around. She was all mm. about outdoors plants, something that honestly, I don't understand, but I can really appreciate in other people. <laughs> I appreciate it, but I don't understand the gardening and the plants. I just, I don't know what any flowers are. I can't yeah. keep things alive. Succulents I, die when I look at them. Yeah. I killed so bamboo sad. in university. So. <laughs> bamboo alive for a long time once I didn't I don't know what happened to it I probably ended up killing it but yeah it's not it's not something that I I can really understand but I appreciate I appreciate when people are good at it yes yeah I love me a good garden like I can appreciate the beauty and that people enjoy it and that is I (laughs) (laughs) me too yeah that's all Lacey lived a, it sounds like, it seems like a pretty typical childhood. Mm-hmm. So she was described as bubbly, loud, confident, energetic, and chatty. It sounds like she was, she kind of had that infectious personality, like the yeah. one that you kind of wanted to be around and have hanging out with you. Like she sounded like she was yeah. a lot of fun. Like that person where they're like, when, if someone goes missing and they're like, they could light up a room, their smile could yeah. light up a room. That, yeah. yeah. It's actually true for her. Yeah. And many, many, many places reference that. Yeah. And in all her pictures, any picture of her, she has this huge smile too. Like mm-hmm. it, she just seems like that kind of a happy person. Yeah. She was also really popular, I think, through school as well. So she was a mm-hmm. cheerleader and she went to all of the parties. Yeah. Did all of the things. So yeah. just like it's honestly, it sounds like the high school experience that you would want to have. Yeah. Not the one that I had. No, neither. <laughs> but the- like what you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. The high school experience of like TV shows. Yeah. A good one. Not yeah. the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, that's really mostly all I know about her childhood. Other than that, she uh, went to Cal Poly as well, and she majored in ornamental horticulture. That's so cool. Yeah. I wish I could be that girl, like plant girl. Popular plant girl. Yeah. What the fuck? But yeah. I am not. Like, cute popular plant girl that went to university for plants for plants. not that person at all no no 
no absolutely not me either i'm with you we're we're the people that make drunk crime so what up <laughs> yeah come at me high school <laughs> don't don't come at me high school i don't want to revisit you <laughs> nope i've blocked it yeah <laughs> blocked it right that's what i have for the cast of characters for you that's all i have for their backgrounds okay are you ready to get into this story i am let's talk about how they meet so while scott was at one of his three jobs so he worked while he was going to school he worked at two different golf courses and he Mm -hmm. also worked as a waiter okay so he was waitering (laughs) otherwise known as waiting but that doesn't sound (laughs) right in this context so he was waitering (laughs) (laughs) he met lacey roca um she came into the pacific cafe where he worked to get a meal obviously get some foods put that in my notes but like no shit (laughs) on their first date they went deep sea diving and Lacey got seasick that's a story that's told quite a bit (laughs) hell of a date though like what deep sea diving that's go for coffee calm down (laughs) like with like the tanks and everything I don't think so oh but I don't know. I don't know Probably, the answer I mean, to that. I mean, probably that's, I think that that's how, unless you're like super good at holding your breath and snorkeling way down. <laughs> Fairly certain it was with a tank. Fairly certain. Alex is an idiot. It's fine. I get that. No. <laughs> I don't know. But like she got seasick on the way out to deep sea diving on the way home. We don't know. This is just a story that is told a lot. On the first date, they went deep sea diving and Lacey got seasick. Same, same in Asia. Tried to go (laughs) diving. Seasick. (laughs) Oh, I think they went fishing though. So deep sea fishing and not deep sea diving. Yeah, that's why I didn't think they had the tanks. Like my note says diving, but my feelings say fishing. Uh... <laughs> Guys, I'll confirm this one for you in episode <laughs> number next episode of this series. That would make that. I feel like deep sea fishing makes more sense because you have to be certified <laughs> to go deep sea diving. <laughs> Like by oh, <laughs> it is a time to be alive. I man, I'm pretty. Sh- I'm gonna blame this one on the planets. <laughs> We're in scorp season, and shit is real. Okay, so they went deep sea fishing. Lindsay, they went and- deep sea something, and Lacey got sick. <laughs> fishing, and he yes. caught a fish. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> at a first date anyways regardless (laughs) (laughs) and it led to more (laughs) anyway it was a success it clearly was because Lacey told her mom that she met the man she was going to marry and Scott yeah right (laughs) and Scott introduced Lacey to his family basically saying that he hoped she was the future Mrs. Peterson. So they were both feeling the same way. Yeah. So they were into each other. I think yeah. Lacey's mom said she fell in love like right away. Okay. Scott and Lacey moved in together, I think pretty quickly. So they mm-hmm. met in 95, moved in together pretty quickly. And then they got married in 97 after Lacey okay. graduated from school. Okay. 
while Scott finished his final year of school, um, he ended up obviously graduating in 98. Lacey worked in a nearby county. I don't know what she was doing there, but she had a job at a nearby county. Okay. This is also when one of his affairs started. Oh, I didn't realize that he had like affairs. Multiple. Yes. Yeah. So he had okay. two confirmed affairs and I think mm-hmm. he had more than that. Oh, okay. This is the first of two confirmed. Okay. Yeah. So they don't say anything about who this woman is. There's no real yeah. details, but, um, this is one that kind of is, is, um, known to be true. Okay. Yeah. And then I've heard other places that there was multiple affairs. Yeah. So after Scott graduated, Scott and Lacey bought a burger shack, basically burger joint, um, is like a sports bar kind of thing. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was close to the college campus and they called it the shack. That's cool. Burger shack, the shack. (laughs) (laughs) They serve burgers, beer, apparently really good onion rings. (laughs) Yeah. And they also, yeah. Yeah. Close to college, right. Yeah. Close to the campus. And they had peanuts on every table. That was kind of the style of place. It was yeah. like super chill cash. That's cool. I would have yeah. gone there in university. Yeah. Right. Time. And especially if it's owned by people who are kind of like, you feel some sort of like kinship with, like they mm-hmm. went to your school. Yeah. They're close to your age. Yeah. It's sweet. It's cool. And they did yeah. They did really well. So their parents were pretty sure that they were going to fail, but they didn't. They sold the business in 2000 and it was profitable Mm -hmm. when they sold it. So they, and they only ran it for two years and they basically took it from not being able to operate. Like it was super run down and shitty. Yeah. And they turned it around and made it profitable in just two years. That's awesome. And it's still around, I think. Oh, cool. Yeah. I don't know if it has the same name or what, but. Yeah. There's an article where they interview a co-owner. So I think it's still around. That's super cool. Yeah. After they sold the business, they moved to Modesto, Lacey's hometown. Mm -hmm. Well, like after she moved off the dairy farm, (laughs) (laughs) they lived in Modesto. (laughs) (laughs) Um, At this time, Scott got a job with Trade Corp. It's a Spanish company that they were trying to make inroads into the States. It was an agricultural supply company. Oh, okay. So he sold irrigation systems and fertilizer. Oh, okay. To farmers. Well, I feel like it's cool. tough to sell things to farmers, but that's what he did. Yeah. Um, Lacey also got a job as a part-time substitute teacher. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I just like her. She's a cool plant lady that had a cool bar. Or yeah. Like restaurant and then is like a cool sub teacher. I like her. She feels really wholesome, but like, yeah. like, you know how you can have popular girls that are trashy? They're just like shitty people. Yeah. But then like you the, have popular, popular girls girl that are good. That was nice to everybody. Yeah. That's how she feels like to me. Yeah. But yeah, but it is like super cool and like would be a fun substitute teacher. I feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Fun to be around. People wanted yeah. her to be around them. Like, yeah. 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 That's how I feel. That's how I feel about her too. She is that person. In April of 2002, Lacey found out that she was pregnant. Mm -hmm. 
and they started to prepare to welcome their baby boy in early 2003. Yeah. So her due date was February 2000, February 10th, 2003. Okay. Now these dates confuse me very much and how many months people say that she was pregnant, like, but I found multiple sources saying that her due date was February 10th, 2003. Okay. Multiple. Pregnancy months are weird because everyone says you're pregnant for nine months, but you're not, you're pregnant for 10. Yeah. Okay. So it's well then April to early, early Feb makes sense. Cause you're like when they're counting it back, like you're technically pregnant before you're like what, how they calculate it. It's like they calculate it back from like the date of your last period, like when it ends. So it's like you're pregnant, but you're not. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. I got you. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. So it's confusing. It's stupid. (laughs) Well, either way, there were multiple sources that said February 10th was the time. Yeah. So they were getting ready. They knew they were having a baby boy. They Mm -hmm. named him Connor and they had a, they started making the baby room. So there's like a nautical theme and like boats and stuff. Yeah. Lots of blue. Very cute. That's cute. In Late November of 2002, Scott Peterson was introduced by a friend to Amber Frey. So, apparently he was hitting on the friend. Like, I think he was at a conference. And I'm, I'm going to go into more detail about this and how they meet yeah. um, in the next episode. But I'll give you a little bit of a teaser. So, he and this friend... Um, I think they were talking about like their favorite sex positions. Yeah. So it was like not a G rated conversation. I hate those people. Yeah. Like so grossly, like talking about that stuff, like in front of other people. Yeah. Like I'm not like just it's it. Well, I don't like it. It doesn't. Yeah. I just feel like if you're sitting there like with a friend and like your friend is like basically dry humping a dude beside you, like it just is uncomfortable. (laughs) It is. It is. It totally is. You're like, this is not, I don't need to be here. I will leave. Exit stage doesn't matter. I just need to go. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't, I don't know if that was their relationship, but that Mm -hmm. was a part of that conversation. Um, and this friend introduces Scott to Amber Frey. So okay. it did not take long before they started up an affair. Yeah. Um, Amber said that Scott never told her that he was married. He eventually did though, like at the start, yeah. he eventually did come clean. He said he was married once, but he lost his wife. That's disgusting. Yeah. And he didn't say anything about kids and amber was a single mom again i will go more into this next episode about amber but that's all we're going to say about amber for now on december 23rd 2002 scott and lacy went to the salon that lacy's stepsister amy worked at Mm -hmm. that's what i'm saying this is how we know that lacy had a stepsister Mm -hmm because she worked at a salon. I think she was a hairdresser because she was cutting Scott's hair. Okay. While he was there, he offered um, to pick up a present that she had got for her grandpa. She got like a fruit basket for her. 
and he said he was going to be golfing the next day close close to where this fruit basket was and then at the time this is kind of important Lacey was wearing a black top with cream polka dots cream pants a black jacket and a cream colored scarf she was very color coordinated I was gonna say super matchy (laughs) so matchy (laughs) um when they left oh also apparently Amy was teaching Lacey how to fun flip her hair Oh, so like very early 2000s. I totally yeah. did that to my hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's like, it was, I mean, it was just a pretty good time. Like everybody was happy in a good mood. When they left, they picked up pizza on the way home and they just kind of hung out, watched Monday night football. Um, they watched a movie and went to sleep pretty late actually that night. I think it was about 10. I don't know. It was really late. It was really late that they were starting to watch the movie and then Lacey went to bed. Oh, okay. Um, changing into pajamas before she went to bed. Yeah. December 24th, 2002, Scott leaves the house at 930 in the morning. Before he left, he said that Lacey was watching a cooking show, um and was planning on going to walk the dog yeah she i mean it's it's christmas eve also so she was getting stuff ready to go she was going to do some baking because they were going to go to her parents that night for dinner yeah um so she she like had all of these plans for the day um he also said that she planned on mopping the floor so he knows this because he filled a mop bucket up for her as um after he finished loading some patio umbrellas into the back of his truck. That's so nice of him. Yeah, it was really nice that he filled up that mop bucket for her. Yeah. I, I I'm trying to make this this first episode pretty unbiased because I don't want to I want to get yeah. more into the theories and everything next episode, but like the fuck. What kind of <laughs> eight month pregnant? seven month pregnant woman mops the floor when they're not even actually having dinner at Scott and Lacey's house that night. They're going to Lacey's parents. And like from the other side, like it's totally fine if she asked him to fill it up because she was going to mop. But if he just like filled it up and like left it like here so you can mop the floor, I would take the mop and push the bucket at him. Yeah. You mop the floor. You mop the floor. I'm growing your child. I get a free pass. Yeah. To not mop. The the floor floor. can be dirty, like for a bit. So make I don't I don't really understand that. No. There's quite a bit about this that I don't understand, but we'll get into that next time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's hard not to start talking about it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Makes no sense. This one makes no sense to me. Hey, pregnant wife, here's your bucket full of water for you to mop. Because it's like just an unnecessary detail that he. Yeah, it's so. Yeah. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Hold your horses. Hold your horses, Lindsay and Alex. So Scott left the house. He went to his office, um, did a few things at the office that we'll get into next episode. But apparently while he was there. He decided that it was too cold to go golfing. And so he decided that he was going to test out his new fishing boat instead. 
Yes, on a cold day, I also like to go out on the water. On the super cold water, just randomly. If you're planning <laughs> on going golfing, fairly certain you don't have clothes to go out on a fishing yeah. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> well, and also, like, again, we're totally going to just dig into this a little bit. But, like, <laughs> this, I've pretty well described this guy as a lifetime golfer. This guy yeah. liked to golf from when he was five years old. Yeah. He worked at golf courses his whole life. He never didn't golf. Yeah. You think this guy is going to be deterred from going golfing because it's a little chilly? Because it's a little cold and like California, a little cold. Yeah. It's not Come snowing. On. No. How cold is it really? Yeah. So, and he had told multiple people before including amy's stepsister but others as well that he was going golfing that day Mm -hmm. so he uh he had a change of heart while he was at the office and decided that going out on the water in his new fishing boat was a better plan um meanwhile a neighbor whose name is karen hilariously because we now have so much meaning for karen (laughs) Karen. this karen isn't particularly particularly meddlesome yeah. But she found the, their dog named Mackenzie, mm-hmm. Scott and Lacey's yeah. dog, running around on the street with its leash, leash still attached. Oh. Um, yeah, so she took the dog and put it in the backyard. Yeah. This happened at 10.30 in the morning. Okay. So Scott That's leaves at 9.30. Yeah. And I mean, okay, so there were a couple of different reports, 10.15, mm-hmm. 10.30, it's about that time. So it's really quick yeah. after he leaves. Yeah that they find that, that she finds the dog and she just puts the dog into the backyard and mm-hmm. just kind of goes about her day. Yeah. Scott goes out to boat on the San Francisco Bay area. Yeah. Um, so he drives about an hour and a half away to mm-hmm. go and test out his fishing boat. He yeah. passes a number of other places where he could have tested out his fishing boat and chooses to go out to the bay um he starts driving back he was only out there i think the way that the timeline works and again the timeline is super important in this case so we'll get into it next time but to give you a little bit of another teaser so i think it's about an hour and a half away and i think he only has an hour actually on the water So he drives an hour and a half, has an hour on the water and drives an hour and a half back. It just seems like so much effort Mm -hmm. for someone that was planning to go golfing. (laughs) (laughs) Like you would think it would like just go home. Yeah. On Christmas Eve. On Christmas Eve. Like it just. To your pregnant wife. Yeah. Like just go home. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So he starts driving back home just after 2 p.m mm-hmm. um just like a little bit before quarter after and he calls Lacey on his way home she didn't answer so he left her a message okay he went back to the office and his office is kind of like a warehouse okay so yeah it's kind of like a, a workshop area so yeah. with an office attached so he drops off his boat which is where it's been stored and then he heads home okay Once he gets home, he puts his clothes in the washing machine, starts the washing machine, grabs a piece of pizza and heads for a shower. When he gets out of the shower, he listens to the messages on the answering machine and then calls Lacey's parents. 
yeah. which is obviously where they're planning on going for dinner. So there was a message on the machine asking them to pick up, I think, whipping cream on the way there. Yeah. Um, so he hears this and then he calls them. Um, mm-hmm. And then that's when Lacey's parents tell Scott that Lacey isn't there. Yeah. Um, her car is still in the driveway. So he says that he just assumed that somebody else had picked her up on the way to his parents because he was going to be arriving later. Yeah. Um, so once they realize that she's not there, her car is still at the house and mm-hmm. the dog was in the yard with a leash attached. That's when they start getting worried and call yeah. the cops. So this all kind of happens around 5.15. Yeah. It's just so weird. I don't know if it's like I'm jaded. We'll talk more about it next episode from like true crime and stuff. But like if I was out and I we had like me and Chase had plans to go to my parents on Christmas Eve and I we had a dog and I came back and his truck was still here. Our pet was out in the yard without a leash. Like I would with the leash yeah like i'd be yeah. freaking out yeah i wouldn't be like oh someone like katie picked him or my sister picked him up and yeah. drove him to my yeah. parents house and we'll meet there yeah like that wouldn't be the first thing that i think of no i would think what's going on here mostly because of the animal being out in the yard yeah it's like oh this is weird i mean so yeah just thinking, putting myself in that position, I would see the car in the driveway and immediately walk into the house and look for that person. Yeah. Like I would call, like say hi. Yeah. I was home, and then when I got no answer, I would like go look around. Yeah. And then I would call where they were supposed to be or who yeah. I thought might come pick them up, especially because the call was unanswered when he was yeah. on his way home from the, the bay. Yeah. So that's the end of the story as I'm going to leave it for now. Mm-hmm. But I do think just because we have kind of already started talking about it, like the other thing that really sticks out for me here is like, bro, you're about to go for Christmas Eve dinner. Why are you eating pizza? That was the other, like, as soon as you said that, that's what I thought too. Like, yeah. save, I don't know. Maybe it's a guy thing that they just, like, it doesn't matter. But like Joel, but, whenever we're planning on going to family dinner with my family, mm-hmm. he's always very, very aware of when he's eating because he doesn't want yeah. to be disrespectful to the family and like not yeah. eat the food. Yeah. Same with Chase. Right. So like, <laughs> I don't know. He shovels down leftover pizza and like <laughs> goes and has a shower. No. It's just, it's just so weird to me, especially like if even if it was like reversed and chase was somewhere and my car was here, he would start freaking out at the fact that I didn't answer the phone when he called and like text back or something. Yeah. Joel does the same thing. If I don't answer, if I don't answer a couple of times and he finally gets a hold of me, he's like, what were you doing? (laughs) Just because he, he knows that I usually answer. Right. Yeah. Same with chase. Like there was one time where like me and like my toddler slept in and we didn't answer like the good morning text for like three hours. And he was like, yeah. I was ready to like call somebody. Cause I thought there was something wrong. Oh, <laughs> sleeping. <laughs> You're tired. Don't judge me. Yeah. <laughs> but like, yeah, he wouldn't, if he got home and like my car was here and like a dog was in the back and like no one was here, he wouldn't be like, Oh, cool. Yeah. 
no and just like casually go about his life well yeah no. and thinking about it too so we have our dog if our dog was in the yard with her leash on that would be an immediate trigger yeah yeah the leash like, on. it's weird if I come home and she's outside like yeah. if but I I mean she's not usually out there for long but yeah. it's it's just it's weird if people were gone from the house and she's outside but yeah. if she had her leash on as well that would be like yeah. something's wrong this is weird yeah this is not right it's just like the fact of when you walk into a house and it's like this is not how things are yeah normal this is not normal yeah totally that it would like I wouldn't be able to just go do things yeah 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 wash wash your clothes eat some pizza wash clothes shower, and shower listen to the no. voicemails and then yeah. start considering and then start where your pregnant wife is yeah especially if she was going to walk like we can talk the dog at 9 30 at 9 30 and then all of a sudden she's not there but the dog is there with a leash on yep like something's wrong it's a good point yeah that's those are kind of just like before we sign off for this episode yeah. those are the ones that that stick out for me is like I don't know what kind of avid golfer let's weather deter them yeah <laughs> lifelong golfer and then decides to go out onto the freaking water which is yeah. always colder always yeah. colder yeah what kind of a douchebag let's let's his very very pregnant wife mop the floor yeah yeah when the family isn't even coming over there it makes no sense mm-hmm. yeah um and then the guy doesn't worry at all when things are very obviously weird when he gets home like all yeah. of those things to me are like mm, suspicious yeah so suspicious yeah so next episode we will be going over um what happens with Lacey and then kind of the investigation the trial and then the theories because there still is actually quite a bit of debate in this case interestingly so we'll go over both sides of that and then I'll tell you my theory and you can tell me yours (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening to us come back next week yes bye bye (laughs) don't forget to send us any drink recipes or crimes you'd like us to cover you can find us on facebook instagram and tiktok at drunk crime pod our website drunkcrimepod.com or you can email us at drunkcrimepod at gmail.com also check out our patreon where you can get some sweet extras for signing up that's at patreon.com slash drunk crime pod catch us back here next friday for another episode of drunk crime cheers cheers Cheers.